Before we get back to Door to Eternity, please consider this amazing offer. Do you want the cleanest air possible for your home? Would you like to get rid of bad odors, dust particles in the air, and harmful pathogens in your home? Well, now you can get a NASA-certified air purifying system that has been effective in killing 99.99% of germs on surfaces, like bacteria, fungus, and many viruses that we struggle with today. Get your family protected today, and treat the air and surfaces in your home 24-7, with this Hall of Fame certified space technology. Find out how this air purifying technology, and activated over 99.9% of a specific, highly concentrated airborne virus, in an enclosed setting, in just 3 minutes, at below detectable levels. Go to, fresh.doortoeternity.net, and experience the difference today. Again, that's, fresh.doortoeternity.net. Welcome. You are about to enter the Door to Eternity podcast with your host, Jesse Carter, who provides you with a rare viewpoint of end times prophecy explained by a normal everyday guy who guides you down a simple roadmap toward taking advantage of your eternal destiny. You're standing at your door to eternity. So come on in and join us. Welcome, my friends, to another presentation of Door to Eternity podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Carter. Today we're going to talk about eternity in a broad scope, and hopefully in the conversation we'll be able to give you a picture of what has happened in the past, what is happening in the present, and how it relates to the future. Now remember, as we talk and look at the scripture and how it relates to prophecy, I'm not a prophet. I'll just let you know again, I'm not a prophet. But as I speculate, I do base my speculations on the teachings of the Bible. And I use quotes from the Bible. And then you have to work to make up your own mind whether or not you like what I'm saying. In other words, this is not words directly from God. It's just looking at the current events and how they relate to scriptures of old and what we can look for in the future. And folks, let me tell you, I mean, we are so close. Today I want to talk up more about AI. You know, that's artificial intelligence and how that fits in to a biblical prophetic viewpoint. Now, a lot of people say, well, there's no AI in the Bible. There's no artificial intelligence even mentioned. Oh, wait just a minute. Yes, it does, in a sense that if you're clever and if you have a rational thinking mind, you can clearly see that. And we're going to progress through this discussion, starting with how the Bible talks about an increase in knowledge. And it says in the Bible, Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, quote, But you, Daniel, shut up these words and seal the book until the time of the end, many will roam to and fro, and knowledge will increase. Now, I think you can agree with me, like everybody else, that knowledge is increasing dramatically, exponentially, really. Uh, it's not on a linear path anymore. So I want you to think about something. If you're as old as I am, I can remember back in the days when we had a telephone. That was the way we communicate. 
that was attached to the wall of your house that came directly from wires going to Bell South at the time, which is where we lived, and it was connected on the wall. And if you wanted any privacy, you hopefully you had a long stretched cord that you could wrap around the corner and close the door so that mom or dad wouldn't hear you talking as you talked to your girlfriend or your friend about any kind of subject. So that was in those days, and it was attached to the wall. Then in the 70s and 80s, from what I can remember, then the telephones become cordless, and you could walk around your house in a limited amount and talk with whoever you wanted to talk to. It had a little antenna that you pulled out, you know, to hear better and to receive better. Then that went to little phones that you could carry with you, little cell phones, and you had the attachment on your belt. could barely text at the time. wasn't really good for texting or anything else. There were hardly any other apps on the phone. And look at where it is today. Uh, You no longer need a computer. Actually, the cell phones of today, no matter what kind you have, have tons of different apps that a normal computer 20 years ago could never have. So I think you can agree with me just based on that little observation of time, how fast knowledge is progressing to the point where we are now connected to the internet, many of us, as cyborgs, if you consider what we're doing. You know, you've seen people walking around with their head down, looking into their phone, talking to their phone, and I say become cyborgs in a way That's what Elon Musk said. He said that we are essentially now connected to the machine, connected to the Internet. Because of all this knowledge and data that we're craving and wanting and needing, no matter if it's listening to songs or anything else, you just wouldn't have the computer data power that you had 20 years ago. So I think you can agree with me just based on looking at how we speak to each other and through communications, how it is knowledge has increased, okay? So we're going to go the next step in how Elon Musk, I just mentioned him, wants to connect with the Internet on a totally different scale to get ahead of the AI revolution. He sees it in two ways based on what I saw on some interviews. He sees a AI creature that mankind has made, by the way, this creature has its own abilities to think. It becomes sentient, as people are saying. Some say that has already happened. Much like in the movies Terminator and others, you see the dangers of a sentient thinking computer, you know, wanting to to dominate the world, actually, and create the world in its own image. What scared me in the movie Ultron, which was uh, put out a few years ago, it was the Marvel movie, you could see how the effects would happen if they determine, or an AI, or a collective of AI, like in the movie I, Robot, what they would do, like a hive mind, in destroying mankind because they saw mankind as evil or such. And Elon is saying, okay, let's get ahead of that curve and let's become ourselves part of the artificial intelligence platforms or the Internet, you know, as it were. And so we would have access to all of that knowledge 
and nothing that the AI robots, if you will, or cyborgs, however you want to call them, could do to stop us from becoming the dominant force on Earth. And Elon is suggesting, like many are, let's get ahead of the curve. Let's, you know, upgrade ourselves, meaning boost our own intelligence, boost our own knowledge, creativity, you know, on and on and on, and get ahead of that curve. So let's join in and, and, you know, let's put a little chip in our brain. That's how you're going to be able to connect with the Internet, just a little chip in our brain. Now, what has fascinated me is that is that the mark of the beast, like we talk about in the Bible. Some people have mentioned it. I don't necessarily think it is the mark of the beast. However, if you take that chip, you're one step closer to the mark of the beast, meaning you're giving yourself, your personality, your personhood over to a collective, a group of groupthink, if you will, I guess. And whoever's controlling that group or groupthink will also control you in many respects, meaning they could take away your money, just delete it from your account, delete it from the Internet, delete it from everything. And, you know, we're getting closer to that digital money that they've been, the elites have been dreaming about for a long time. We're so close. It started with Bitcoin, then it went to cryptocurrencies. And now the banking systems are saying, look, we're losing out on control and we're losing out on money. So what do we need to do? Oh, let's create our own digital currency and let's make it law. So whether this happens by some catastrophic event, meaning like Christians vanishing all over the world by the tens of millions or hundreds of millions, or we have some financial meltdown created by some war or some other problem, they will institute this digital currency and make it law and strip the fiat currency and even gold and silver. So if you think you're going to stay out of this mess by saving gold and silver, it's a folly's game. It's foolishness. Yeah, you might have some silver and gold to do what? Then you're going to have to report it to the government to turn it into digital currency so that you can buy and sell at grocery stores or online or whatever, buy a car even, and they will know every transaction you do, or someone could. It's all there. We see how the in the United States, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, is totally corrupt, and they are going after people for minor infractions. Uh, recently, parents got upset about their children being indoctrinated in various ways, so the FBI has been caught establishing a task force to go after parents as domestic terrorists. And it's all coming out based on Elon Musk, actually, his Twitter feeds being exposed, the whole corruption, the whole collusion between government and big tech to shut down free speech. And normal people, by the way, parents are concerned of their kids, but shut their speech down. Can you imagine what they will be doing if you got out of line and they didn't like what you were saying, they could do whatever they want to through that chip in your brain. They could send you false information, propaganda, make you believe certain things that necessarily aren't true, but it's your only source of knowledge. It's your only source of interest of what's happening in the world. So who do you believe? Do you go be one of those kooks that go back to the Bible and say, oh, look what the Bible says. The Bible says you shouldn't engage in false idol worship. 
Now, why do I bring up false idol worship? Well, because I believe that the robot or the AI will be created in the image of the Antichrist, who will be an actual human and will probably have the chip in his brain as well to talk to the Internet or use the Internet as knowledge. He will look like he's God. He will act like he's God, knowing all, because he has access to everything about your life through the Internet, through that chip in his brain. And they will make a likeness of this person, this man, actually. Remember, he's Antichrist. He's imitating Jesus Christ. And we know Jesus Christ was a man historically. And through eternity, he's always been a male. And that's why he created man in his image, which was Adam, the first man. Later, Adam wanted a companion, so God created out of him a female. So the God is a male image, not that he looks like a human, but he decided to come in human form as a male, and he will be in appearance as a male through all eternity. So people trying to get into this different genders transgenders and transhumanism and all types of things are really, I'll say it's the works of the devil because the devil hates humankind, to be honest with you. Why? Because we are in the image of God himself. And the devil, Satan, or in the Bible called Lucifer, his first name, was at the highest pinnacle of God's creation. And God says that he fell from his position because of pride. Now, a lot of people think of humans or English as pride. Well, I'm prideful of my kids. They did so good in softball, or I have such pride in my wife. She's so smart, and I'm proud of who I am because I was raised in a good family. No, it's not that kind of pride. It's a jealousy type of pride. He got mad. He got angry that he would no longer in the future, be at the pinnacle of creation. Angels were servants of God at that point. And when God created mankind, Adam, somehow the devil could sense or knew, based on his conversations with God, actually, because he guarded the throne of God, and he was in on every explanation, every conversation that was being had. He knew that mankind, that's you and I, would one day surpass the angels. And why do we say that? Well, the Bible's clear about that. We'll be greater than the angels. Right now, we're not. But when we take on our eternal form, the Bible is very clear. It says we will be in the image of Jesus like him as co-heirs. And we're co-heirs because we are the bride of Christ. Jesus chose us to reign eternally with him if you're a Christian, that is, or become a Christian, you will be the bride of Christ. Now, (laughs) to be the bride of Christ, you've got a small window. You've got just a few thousand years to become that designation. After Jesus comes and takes away the current Christians on this earth, then there will be other people who can become Christians, but they will never be the bride of Christ. They will never be the ones chosen by Jesus himself to be his companion forever. And as co-heirs, we will be like him. It's pretty clear that the Bible 
talks about we will have eternal bodies similar to his. Now, no, we're not God. We will never be God or gods as some religious, uh, even some quote-unquote Christian religions say that we will become gods one day. That's a total lie. It's a total fabrication. But we will have eternal bodies in all aspects like Jesus has, meaning we'll have exceptional vision, eternal life. We'll have the abilities to eat or not eat. And we can eat because it talks about that in heaven, the eternal heaven, the eternal city that comes down from heaven is called New Jerusalem. And in New Jerusalem, it talks about the various fruits that happen every month. They have a new bloom or a new grouping of edible fruits. And Jesus even talks about eating bread and eating wine, the fruit of the vine, in heaven with him one day. And he talks about a supper. That's the the marriage supper of the lamb is what it's called. So we'll be eating and have the ability to eat as well. But we will also be able to abstain from doing that. But anyway, that kind of gives you a quick picture of eternity in a way. Now, I bring in eternity. We know that, that the devil does not like humankind, right? So what does he do? He gets mad because of pride. He wants to show God that he can create something himself. And so he and his angels have helped create the Nephilim. Read the Bible about that. Look up. It's spelled N-E-P-H-I-L-I-M. And it talks about the giants of those days. And in my reading of the Bible and listening to other experts, it's been pretty clear that the Greek and the Roman little gods are based on evidence of this Nephilim. The Nephilim had extreme powers and abilities, but they weren't human. They may have had some human qualities, and their strength was great, and they were tall, and we're seeing many giants being pulled out of the earth in various locations around the globe. Now, the elites have tried to hide this, like the Smithsonian Institute has acquired numerous giant fossils and hid them from the public. They don't want us to know that there was a alternate history. And we're talking about not just seven or eight feet tall. We're talking about in the 30s, 35 feet tall, down to 24 feet tall. I mean, they're finding them all over the place. And there's evidence of that in various publications and in videos even, and even pictures of skeletons taken way before it, you could alter the pictures to make it look fake. So we have this ability by these fallen angels, actually, and Lucifer, now Satan, to create alternative beings. So he has this in his heart. Now, God sent the flood, Noah's flood, to stop this eternal degradation of the human population. So he stopped that through Noah and his sons, for the most part. And we all started over again as a humankind family. But the devil hadn't stopped. Satan has not stopped to keep on degrading humanity. I think he wants to shove it in God's face and laugh at, see what I can do. You know, I've made a mockery of your ultimate creation, your perfect creation, mankind. And so I'm going to throw it in your face. I'm going to laugh at you. And of course, God is not going to have that. 
So he's going to stop that at some point. Even Jesus has said in Matthew chapter 24, verses 22, it says, quote, For at that time there will be great tribulation, unmatched from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be seen again. If those days had not been cut short, nobody would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short, end quote. So in saying all of this and kind of putting it all together in one package, you can kind of see that Satan wants to replace humankind, all humans, in some way, in some fashion. He wants to alter them in ways that are beyond what God had intended. So it, this is kind of between God and Satan at this point. But humans are caught in the middle. And how can you escape from being caught in the middle and sent to destruction eternally? And that's to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ to save you. And I say save, that's a common phrase used, but save you for his own eternally. Save you from damnation, if you will. Save you from going to hell. Save you for eternal bliss. So, all of this kind of fits in together. This is where the transhumanism is going. It's focusing. They want to, they're doing experiments all over the place now, uh, trying to alter humans in some way or some fashion. They want to make you believe that you can become more than you are now. Sure, we want to be healthy and we want to eat good food and we want to be strong and we don't want diseases or illnesses. So we exercise, we uh, strengthen our mind through, you know, reading good things and learning new things and our bodies, we try to keep it in shape. We don't eat sugar. <laughs> we don't eat uh, seed oils, which are commonly referred to as vegetable oils. And we try to cut down on our unhealthy habits. But at the same time, we cannot be gods, which is what I think they're, the devil and and his elites, these people wanting to do the great reset, if you know that phrase. They're wanting to transform human mankind in a way that is not what God had intended. They're all about trying to alter humans in, in such a fashion, even giving experimental vaccinations that only can destroy the body and hurt the body. And now they've been caught doing that been in denial by the big media, the big tech. They're trying to squash what's actually coming out now, that tens of thousands have died and millions are being harmed by terrible things put into their bodies. Again, it goes back to what the devil wants, the Satan wants. He wants to harm mankind. He doesn't want it. Uh, him, mankind to experience beyond what he used to be like. And what we'll talk about next time, this is a lot to encompass, and I wanted to get more into the the AI revolution. Again, it's a weapon that Satan wants to use to destroy mankind. Look at all the movies. It all goes downhill for mankind once these artificial intelligence become a living being, as they want you to believe, a sentient being. Don't fall for that, by the way. That's their goal. That's what they want to do to replace humankind like they did in Noah's day. 
Noah was and his three sons were the still had human DNA that hadn't been tainted or messed with. And we'll talk a little bit more about that next time too. But just look up the Nephilim on that. One good one that I like that you can find on YouTube is Trey Smith, T-R-E-Y Smith, S-M-I-T-H. And he has a good video about that. Now, it's free on YouTube. They've got excerpts about it, but you can buy the complete documentation about it. And he actually shows photographs of giant skeletons and so forth. So these are things that can't be denied once you look at it. And you'll start to get it in your mind that, yes, humans are being replaced probably this generation. And that's why I'm saying time is short. You need to make up your mind whose side you are on. Do you want to spend eternity in heaven or do you want to spend eternity with Satan? And he's not going to be in a good place. So you won't be either if that's you don't make up your mind one way or the other. And we'll talk more about the chip and the mark of the beast in another episode or two further down the line. But folks, you can see it happening. Several countries already are laying this out. And the chip, I think it's mostly the Scandinavian countries at this point, but they're wanting to take it globally. And believe me, it's it's going to happen. Even in Canada, Whole Foods, the grocery store chain is even requiring a chip to enter their market. And that's being rolled out in Canada this year, I think, or maybe next year. So it's on the move. It's going to happen. Which side are you going to be on? Anyway, that's about it for this episode. I want to thank you for being with me. My friends, it is a lot to comprehend on everything that's happening. But I can assure you, it's marching forward at a breakneck speed, unlike anything that has ever happened to humankind in the past. Within this generation, and I say this generation, meaning once Israel was established, as Jesus said, this generation shall not pass. It's almost a generation complete since Israel has come into being. So we're very close. I hope I get that point across to you. Do your own research. Get your Bible, Holy Scriptures. And I don't mean the Mormon Bible. I don't mean Jehovah Witness Bible. I don't mean any of those others. I mean a good Christian alternative Bible. The new King James Version is a good version that you can pick up and read very quickly. Uh, But there are other ones that are paraphrased that are more, you know, user-friendly for those that, you know, aren't used to the lengthy words. So either way, pick up those and get to reading them. Find out for yourself. Well, that's it for now. Till next time, I'm Jesse Carter on the Door to Eternity podcast. And by his grace, I hope you have a good day. Before we get back to Door to Eternity, please consider this amazing offer. We have a free gift for listeners who want to support us here at Door to Eternity. You may have asked yourself, how can I support Door to Eternity? Well, now for the first time, perhaps anywhere. We have reserved some free vacation packages to be able to offer and thank our top supporters. For anyone who sponsors one episode at 500 an episode, you will receive a 3-5 to day 4-star rated luxury vacation rated by TripAdvisor. 
for either nationally or international destinations. And no, this is not a timeshare presentation. No, nothing like that. It's a real four to five star luxury vacation as a way of thanking you for your support. See more about it at freegrandvacation.com. So, if you are interested and want to support us here, simply contact us at support at doortoeternity.com. And in the subject field put something like, I would like to support Door to Eternity. We will then contact you and we'll give you all the details about your possible luxury grand vacation. It's one of those rare win-win scenarios. Don't let this one slide you by. Go ahead and contact us today. Support at DoorToEternity.com